Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And we are here to talk about a disastrous preseason game. I, I don't think it was so disa- disastrous. I know. Was it uh, ugly? Yes, absolutely. Disastrous. Was it something Jerry. I wanted to go back and rewatch? <laughs> absolutely not. But is the coaching staff made this game as bad for the fans to watch as possible? Yes, they did. I mean, they made it awful for us. Can they? Tweedledee and Tweedledum made this awful to watch. It was not fun. I caught myself wanting to go on Twitter, go on anything else besides watching that later parts of the game. It was just so... Ah. A, vanilla. B, we were being outplayed because, well, we're playing, you know, our second and third string, and they're still playing their starters. What? But Matt Rule is a smarter coach than Bill Belichick. So let's let's keep that going with his route, you know? Let's keep, hey, there's a quarterback controversy. Let's not start these two, you know, possible starters. No, let's play P.J. Walker and Matt Corral. I'm fine playing Matt Corral because you know he's the future of this franchise, but P.J. Walker? Yeah, no, he's not going to be here much longer. If he is but here much longer, it's as a third quarterback or practice squad guy. Or, you know, maybe he'll be delivering my Jimmy Johns later on this week. I don't know. I know you're letting me ramp, but go ahead. A disastrous game against the New England Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Jerry's like, I don't think it was disastrous. Here are all the reasons why it was disastrous. <laughs> well, I did, I, it wasn't disastrous on the front of the players that played. Some of them did a lot of good and stuff like that. I just think the coaching staff, again, screwed up. Here, here's, Shocking, I know. Here's why I'll say that I 100% think it was disastrous. Um the game plan going in was ridiculous, okay? And not, yeah. not the game plan in terms of the play calling and stuff yes. like that, but who's playing, okay? Ridiculous. How they're playing, alternating, particularly quarterbacks, P.J. Walker, Matt Corral, the only two quarterbacks that played, alternating quarters. Makes yeah. no sense. Completely stupid. Um, the fact that... And we'll talk about the injury in a minute, but Matt Corral gets hurt. I think that adds to the disaster part yeah, of this it game. Does. Okay, um, the offense looked terrible, absolutely dreadful. We'll go over the stats, but it, it was it was crazy. They scored three points on offense all game long. Okay, it was yeah. bad. It was awful. Um, defense looked pretty good, so that takes it out of like I don't know what's worse than disastrous, but it's not it's not that okay. It was disastrous. It wasn't worse than disastrous. Um, the, the, but what drives me insane is we go through this game. Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold sit out. Mm-hmm. Matt Rule has been saying for weeks that after this game, there would he would name a starter. That this is when they should know. Game is over. They ask Matt. Uh, they ask Matt Rule. He says, I'm not ready to name a starter yet. When we know, we know. Well, then why weren't they playing? If you don't yeah, exactly. know, then why aren't they playing? And you, if you do if you know, still why need to isn't see the backup more, playing? Right. If you st- right exactly. If you, if you still need to see more from them to make the decision, 
then then see more from them and make the decision. Put them out there, right? And if you did know that Baker or Darnold was going to start, then let the other one play. Particularly, I think Baker needs more. He needs more reps with the team. Yeah, he hasn't and it been here that long. <laughs> it wasn't like the Patriots were starting their second streak, and, yeah, and that's my thing. If you want to see, okay, hey, you know, he needs more reps, or I'm really trying to decide between these two, let them go against their starters. Yes, you had joint practices, but that's practice. We're talking about practice, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I know a preseason game, you know, you're not going to get your, it's it's not the same, um, you know, type of play as the regular season or the playoffs or anything like that. Sure, we know that. But practice has got to be even less than the preseason game, right? In exactly. terms of the competition and everything like that. There's no way that you're going to get the same out of a joint practice than you would in the game with the crowd, with the officials. You know, the four downs, you're not doing anything specialized. You're getting game situations, right? You can't practice a lot of that stuff. It, you just yeah. have to get to it in the game. Um so it, it really, it really baffled my mind. The only, like the only thing I was thinking was, okay, well he's already made his decision. He doesn't need to see these guys. He'll tell us after the game, whatever. But then he didn't, and I was, <laughs> and it made this the decision to not play but, them even more ridiculous. It, but here's the thing: if he already made that decision, that's great, you know. But play the other one if you're if yeah, you're right. I personally don't understand the concept of not playing the starters when Bill Belichick's playing his starters. Mac yeah, Jones Bill, was out there. He threw eight eight attempts. I mean, yeah. what? Mac Jones was a pro bowler last they, year. I know he didn't he, seem like it in my eyes, but he still was a pro bowler last year. Well, they basically played him until they scored. Right. Yeah. He he played Mac Jones out there until they had a good possession, and then he pulled mm-hmm. it. Um. Oh geez, hang on. All right. Yeah. Um. Sorry. Something. Uh. Something started on my computer. My bad. Um. I was hearing <laughs> something in my head. I was like, "Where are you playing, Jerry?" Uh. Anyway. Um. So. That's that's all the negative stuff, right? Well, let's go into one more negative. Uh, Matt Rule today announced that Matt Corral has a Liz Frank injury in his foot. Yep. Panthers fans, we know what that means, right? We saw yes. Cam had one in 2018, I think. Um, pretty much ended his career with the Panthers. I mean, he was out for the rest of that season, and then he was pretty much gone. Um, it wasn't. It didn't end his career with the Panthers. That shoulder injury kind of. Yeah, I think the shoulder injury ended his career uh, as a. And that was the last top tier quarterback, right? But the Liz Frank injury pretty much ended his career as a Panther. Correct, because yeah. then it was like the Ron Rivera couldn't get anything started. He had to start yeah. Tyler Heineke, Kyle Allen. You know, right. the list goes on and on. Cam tried to come back. He couldn't. And... Yeah. Um, so Matt Corral will most likely miss the season. In fact, I think we're safe to say he's going to miss the season. There's no point. Oh, even no. if he's even if he's healed in six months, there's no point in bringing him back for the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> like, yeah. if the Panthers happen to make the Super Bowl, I mean, he's out for the season. And, and those injuries linger, so you, you mm-hmm. want him 100% healthy. Not only that, I feel like 
Matt Rule is ecstatic because now he's like puffing his chest out, being like, "That's why I was giving PJ Walker all these snaps." Let me let me read you um, what he said today about that. Yes, okay? I heard that, but what did he say? He said something about that. You know, that does make me reconsider keeping three quarterbacks on the roster because yeah, he basically said that the. Corral's injury will not influence his decision on who plays against Buffalo this week, but it could influence whether the team keeps three quarterbacks. I mean, we all we we all knew that Mm -hmm. Matt Corral was going to be that third quarterback kept. Like obviously, yeah, he was drafted. Uh, PJ Walker was the odd man out. PJ Walker, in my opinion, has done nothing this preseason to warrant a spot on on any roster. Honestly. Yeah, he solidified uh, me to be cut, like, just yeah. in general. And find somebody else if you need to, an emergency quarterback. As much as I hate Sam Darnold and I think he's a bad quarterback, I think he's, he's a better, better backup. Yeah. <laughs> At least he's... the first three games I saw something that, you know, maybe in spot duty he could be decent, but that's it. Yeah, I mean, the dro- there is a drop-off from him, from Baker to him, obviously, and, and pretty much yeah. any quarterback in the league to Darnold. But there is a drop-off from Darnold P.J. Walker. And honestly, I think it's a pretty big drop-off. P.J. Walker is not a good quarterback. Uh, he looked terrible in the game yesterday. Yeah. Uh, he had three turnovers. One of them uh, was a fumble recovery in the end zone for a touchdown for New, mm-hmm. uh, New England to pretty much put the game away. Again, I know it's a preseason game. Who cares about who wins or loses? But, in fact, we haven't even said the score. 20-10 to 10, New England <laughs> beat the Panthers. Um but PJ looked bad. Uh, Matt Corral yeah. looked bad. Yeah. Well, PJ Walker looked really bad when he came in for our injured Matt Corral. That's when he yeah. fumbled, and then he threw an and interception. He threw an interception. Yeah. So, the offensive line that Matt Rule has been putting Matt Corral behind, it just got awful. This yeah. this offensive line does not have much at all. In the sense of depth, and it got him hurt. I mean, honestly, yeah, you know, it got, it basically, it's going to cost him the season. Um, so, you know, the Panthers have played two teams now that drafted rookie quarterbacks in this draft: Sam Howell, Brandon uh, Bailey, Zappi. Both drafted after Matt Corral. Both have looked significantly better than Matt Corral in the two games. Now, I know. Maybe the competition for their spot on the roster has not been as much as Matt Corral has seemingly faced here, and they may be getting more snaps. I don't know, honestly. I don't know how many snaps Bailey Zappi is getting in New England in, in training camp, or Sam Howell in Pittsburgh. I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, I have no idea. They're not Pittsburgh. Well, uh, Sam Howell has now yeah. got started getting uh, first-team reps. Yeah, well, he looked really good in that game against us. Yeah. Um, Bailey Zappi was 16 for 25, almost 200 yards passing. He did have an interception. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, I, I thought he looked really sharp. They were pushing the ball down the field, New England was, pretty much every time uh, after the first quarter, essentially. And I was really impressed by him. I actually thought he looked really good. Uh, the Panthers, on the other hand, could get nothing going offensively at all. Okay, yes. Offensively, this team looked awful. I am not going to sugarcoat any of that. <clears throat> they 
it's their second string or our second string going up against their first string offense or defense. Their defense is supposed to be really good this year. And <clears throat> PJ Walker, I agree. He he shouldn't be on an NFL roster. He's not yeah. good enough. The starting offensive line, which I believe was actually the starting offensive line. I do think that was our only ones that kind of played. At least uh, Icky was. Moten didn't play. Um, I don't think uh, Corbett played. I don't think Elfline played. I think Elfline so I think, played. I think only Christian, I believe, uh, I saw Tecklenburg out there really early. I thought only Christensen and um, Icky played. But Elfline may have played uh, Pat Elfline did not play. I apologize. Okay. He has no grading on my... PFF came out with their blocking grades, and I have those pulled up, and I do not see him. Yeah. So, so I think the left, side, the left side starters, I mean, I know Christensen and Michael Jordan are, are competing for that left guard spot, um, and after watching this game, maybe they should be competing. Um, but I know, you know, Icky played most of the first quarter, I think. And, and he gave and, up back-to-back sacks. Very he bad. Did. He had a couple of really nice run blocks, um, but as we saw, or as we discussed in our draft preview and as we've kind of talked about here and there his pass blocking is suspect and and he needs work in that area yeah for sure and that was that was key that that kind of i think believe if i remember correctly that forced that field goal uh because because otherwise we are driving and then it was just done um but I want to get back to the positive just because it's mm-hmm. been nothing but negative. Our second <laughs> string defense held the first string offense of New England down. I mean, yeah. they got a total of 21 yards on our second stringers in the first quarter. They ended up scoring in the second quarter that touchdown that Mac Jones and then he went away. Mm-hmm. But I think they were already putting in our third stringers at that point. Because yeah. Stanley Thomas Oliver started mm-hmm. and who was the other starting corner for us was it can uh right i don't know it was it was it was no it was keith taylor i think it was keith, yeah, taylor, keith taylor that's that was, what i meant to say keith taylor yeah 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 I so keith i mean taylor those are stanley thomas oliver keith taylor are out there marnie barno brandon smith was out there and these guys were shutting down the first string brandon offense. smith might might should be a, a starter for us <laughs> like that dude is good that, that dude is really good i love brandon smith he is yeah. my man right now yeah. barno he's, looks he's, to he's, be... he's your new brian burns he's your new, yes. new crush yeah he he's 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 my uh preseason crush yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> he's last year's frankie louvu yeah he uh <laughs> he yeah he he looks great barno had some good plays as well um, but Brandon Smith, I mean, I think he, like, this dude could be the real deal. Like, he could yeah. be a starting, and again, this is a, what, he was a fourth-round pick, I believe. Correct. And and I loved him coming out of the draft. Like I said, I really wanted us to draft him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I thought he was going to need a lot more time because he wasn't very good at the, against the sure. run and everything. And he's still grading out worse against the run than the pass. Mm-hmm. But I've been seeing him make those plays. He's making solid tackles. So at that he's point, he's a good tackler. He's a really good tackler. Like overall, his P- he's the highest graded PFF defensive player for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a seventy-two in coverage, a sixty-eight in run defense. Like sixty-eight's what, good. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, good. yeah, it's, it's great. Not, I'll it's put not it great. that way. It's, it's good, yeah. But for a rookie that was supposed to have, and he was going against, again, the first stringers of mm-hmm. New England. New England. Yeah. So, guys, we may have gotten a couple steals. When I, I think say a so. couple, yeah. I, it's a, I, mm. I would say maybe three because Cade Mays also out there, versatile, played multiple positions out there on the offensive line. I have not looked at what his PFF grades were. He, you can tell me. He was not as good this week as he was okay. last week. Uh, okay. 33 overall. That's bad. That's uh, bad. 33 run block, 27 pass block. So. That's real bad. That's real bad. Uh, <laughs> Again, yep. uh, that, so. he, he's out there with uh, those fourth quarter reps, yeah. and you know, yeah. poor Matt Corral could not was constantly under duress in that fourth quarter. So, still, I still have hope for Cade Mays. I think that's still. I do too. Good. I mean, yeah. he needs to be coached Eventually. up. He had a really yeah. good game last week, or in this Sixth week. Sixth round yeah. pick, you know. Yeah. Sixth round pick. And um, I do have to say, team, Amari. Oh, I think he makes the team. I think, I think so he makes it over Deontay Brown, to be honest with you. And I loved Deontay Brown last Deontay year. Brown, I just, yeah. No. But much. Barno also <laughs> suffered a hamstring injury last night. So mm. hopefully he'll be all right. Yeah, um, Tay Hayes. Tay Hayes. Once again, second week in a row where he shined. He had uh, the only score for the Panthers, a 50 yard uh, interception touchdown. So. Uh, gave up some passes as well. I think he gave up th- three out of four or three out of five um, targets against him. But um, I thought he played pretty well. And, again, he provided a big spark and made a big play. So good job on Tay- by you, Tay Hayes. Uh, highest graded PFF score for corners. Uh, yeah, I think Tay Hayes is going to make this <clears> – <throat> The coaching staff have to really debate who they're going to keep on this roster in the secondary, because he looks really good. It's I deep, know though. they. It's so deep. It's so deep. Kalen Bard they drafted, but I mean, I personally would keep Tay Hayes. He Seventh looks round good. pick, Kalen Barnes. So not a huge deal if he gets it, dropped. But I mean, you're in that like Miles Hartsfield. Um, yeah. You know that that I think that's the battle, Tay Hayes and Hartsfield. And Hartsfield, I think, is a Temple guy. So, that's uh, Miles not a... Miles Hartsfield is... Uh, let me see. Oh, I apologize. Miles Hartsfield had the highest cornerback grade. Mm. That's 72. Yep, you know, yeah. Miles Hartsfield's good. I, yeah, I like Miles Har- and My- Miles Hartsfield has his versatility. He's played running back. He's played, you know, he's been here for us. He played for Mississippi. By the way, okay. that's why I was looking up. Okay, well, I wouldn't. I that. wouldn't be shocked if both of those somehow squeaked into the roster. Because honestly, you let one of those guys go, so mm-hmm. this, another team's going to pick them up because they offer really good depth. They can play special teams. I I, do, I don't know what else to say besides you know, they're good players. It's a good problem to have to say. How are we going to fit all these guys on the roster? Now, when yeah. I go look at the offensive line, I don't say that. But <laughs> no. so how can we find more guys to put on this roster when you're talking yeah. about the offensive line? Yeah, and you know, cuts are going to be coming up, so there's opportunity for the Panthers to upgrade uh, pretty much all over the all over the place. But um, yeah, 
Tay Hayes, you know, I'm going to give him a shout out. He may end up being my hero of the game again. I mean, there's not a lot of choices, so, you know, but he, uh, I assume one of us is going to pick Brandon Smith, so. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, you want to take a quick break and talk about uh, our sponsor here, Jerry? Sure. All right. Uh, we are brought to you today by Manscaped, the best in men's below the waist grooming. These products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate in men's hygiene. Join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. That's 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code MEOWMIX, all one word, at manscaped.com. 6 million men, Jerry. That's 12 million balls. Yeah. More or uh, less. The performance... <laughs> The, the Performance Package 4.0 has arrived, and oh, man, it's a game changer. I have the – yeah, look at that light. Yeah. Just for those dark areas that you need. Lawnmower <laughs> 4.0. The fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also – the LED spotlight you need for a more precise shave in those, you know, darker regions. <laughs> or, you know, if the power goes out. You just need a flashlight. Or if the pa- thing's bright. And if, you, <laughs> and if you get the package, you get the ne- nice, nifty little bag here. Manscaped. Yeah. Can't see it because I had my background hidden. No yeah, it's a nice bag. That. Nice toiletry it, bag. Yeah. I yeah. keep it. I take it with me on vacation. It works nicely. Uh, you'll also get the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner, which will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Uh, trust me when I say this, fellas. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with code MEOWMIX, one word, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping at Manscaped and use code MEOWMIX. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, let's get back to the game. Uh, you want to go through some stats? Yeah, let's go ahead and start. All right. Well, we'll start with the Panthers, I guess. Uh, quarterbacks, not good. Not good, Jerry. Bad. Uh, <laughs> P.J. Walker, 8 for 15, 107 yards, two interceptions, that fumble that we talked about. Matt Corral, 9 for 15 for only 58 yards. Uh, no touchdowns, no interceptions for him. Uh, they were yeah. sacked a combined total of five times. Again, pretty poor offensive line play. You know, we discussed that. But, I mean, they had a five-and-a-half-yard average per throw, uh, you know, per pass. That's that's bad. That's really bad. Yeah. Corral was 3.9. That's, yeah. like, that's, that's kick, get kicked out of the league bad if that was consistent. Yeah. That's terrible. It is terrible. Uh, the running backs didn't look much better. No, uh, and this is something I did want to kind of talk to you about. That the running backs, what the heck, man? Chuba, we put spent a lot of draft capital in you. Not a lot, but we spent draft capital in you. We mm-hmm. hyped you up. Deontay for or Foreman, we, we were expecting, you know, something to come out and nothing has come out, man. This again, is really all scary. This, all of this, you know, you have to kind of take with a a bit of, not a grain of salt, but just with in mind, they were playing with a very poor offensive line, okay? Yeah, uh, yes. Half, at least half, you know, more than half of the offensive line was, starting offensive line was not out there. Um, 
Uh, Chuba was six carries, 22 yards. Uh, no, uh, one catch for negative four yards. Uh, Deontay Foreman, seven for 16 yards. And you know, Spencer Brown, Matt Corral, and John Lovett have about 20 yards between the three of them. Um, bad. I, they average two and a half yards per carry as a unit. That's I, that's I, not good. That's horrible. <laughs> that's not good. Absolute, absolutely horrible. I mean, we're that's less than 200 yards total offense there. I mean, uh, a, a significant amount less. So, I mean, if uh, Christian McCaffrey goes down, we're we're up the creek again. I mean, yeah, that's that's uh, what that's, that's telling me. Christian McCaffrey, yeah. I mean, you're right. Honestly, I, I even with the starting offensive line, even with someone like Baker out there, you know, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, I, without CMC, I don't think that I don't think that's good enough. No, because yes, they'll they'll get more yards because the offensive line hopefully will open up bigger holes. But at the same time, once they get touched, they're going down. They are not making people miss. They are not. Although, I will say, uh, all but one of the yards that Chuba and Deontay Foreman combined for was after first contact. What does Jeez. that tell you? What does that tell you about the offensive line? <laughs> All 22 of Chuba's okay, yards were know after that first step, contact. That's, that's, <laughs> that's terrible. That's, that is terrible. But yeah, I read that right before we started talking. I read that and I was like, holy crap. Um, oh, man. Quickly looking at the receivers. I mean, nothing really exciting here. Derek Wright led the team in th- with 32 yards on one catch. Uh, Kirkwood, two for 31. Giovanni Ricci had a nice uh, catch uh, as at the tight end spot, one for 21, only one target for him. Um, completely ready for Ricci to step into that starting TE role. Uh, then you had Jared Scott, Rashawn Henry, Stephen Sullivan, you know Spencer Brown, Rambo. You know Shai Smith had a catch, Trimble had a catch, uh, Higgins had a couple. You know just one and two catches. The leading catch guy was two. Between a few guys, yeah. uh, so they just weren't. They spread the ball around, but they didn't go anywhere with it. You know. No. <laughs> I mean, I know this was supposed to be a vanilla offense, but come on, man! Like, I mean, you know, but, practice something good. Like it should it, be nice. Now, cheer for what? Something. If we go come into the season and we look so much better on offense and stuff, okay, I am sorry. I am sorry, Ben McAdoo, Matt Rule, is for underestimating you in preseason week two. But right Matt now Rule's it looks ugly. It. Matt Rule's earned your your distrust, your mistrust. Okay, <laughs> I mean you didn't make up those clown pictures for just for this game. That yes. that's been earned. <laughs> if if you're listening to Strictly Podcast, look at our YouTube channel for my current background that I made. I created this nice little image behind me. I uh, <laughs> grabbed a Matt Rule photo, found a clown hat, and did some uh, photoshopping for him. Very nifty photoshopping. <laughs> yeah, it looks like the real thing. It looks exactly like he looks on the sideline. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, not, I'm not ready to, um, and I don't think you're saying this, but 
I'm not scared of what the offense is going to look like play call wise in the regular season. I, I do truly think that this has been very vanilla and that we'll see some, mm, yeah, some, some better and different plays uh, against Cleveland come September. Um, but yeah, this is, it's just not fun to watch. It's just not fun to watch as fans in the preseason, you know, preseason always sucks and we always get excited about it because, you know, we're going to see our guys again, but preseason sucks. Uh, Sean Chandler led the team in total tackles with eight. Uh, Keith Taylor also had five. Uh, Kalen Barnes had five. Um, Brandon Smith, I think probably the best defensive player of the day. Five tackles, uh, sack, uh, tackle for loss, and a QB hit. And I thought he had something else as well. But, um, yeah, just a really good game for him. Anybody else you wanted to uh, call out? We, we talked about Tay Hayes earlier. Uh, I, again, Barno, I, I feel like has done a really great job when he get, yeah. came out. Um, unfortunately he did get hurt. So that kind of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he only had one, one QB hit was his only stat. Uh, but yeah. I don't think he was out there for too terribly long. No, uh, Marquise Haynes did well, uh, did well in coverage too, which is something that mm-hmm. really is nice to know. Considering he's more of a pass rush specialist, I can't speak, guys. I've been drinking. Uh, pass rush specialist. So yeah, he wasn't out there for too terribly long either. I don't think. Now, and he doesn't need to be. He may he makes yeah. a team. He's he's better than most of the other guys out there. Uh, Bravion Roy had another yeah, solid Roy, game. He, I think, he, <laughs> excuse me, I think he had a pretty high PFF grade. He was right around eighty, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, let me yeah. go back and check, but. I think that's what I saw earlier. My big thing is they keep talking about Davion Nixon. Roy is looking better. As much as I didn't like him originally, mm-hmm. he's looking better. Uh, he's yes, Davion Roy had a second highest defensive pa- uh, PFF rating of all our defensive players next to Brandon Smith. He was second to okay. Brandon Smith. Uh, Davion Nixon was ninth, so it wasn't like he played bad. Yeah, I think both of them make the team. I think that's our... We're keeping I four think, DTs and yeah, I think I think Nixon is on the bubble, but I think he's on the right side of the bubble. Uh, Kenny Robinson had a couple of nice plays, um, mm-hmm. but I, there was one play that he just got completely lost on and would have been, I think, a touchdown had the player caught the ball. It just went right through his hands. Um, so Kenny Robinson still some work to do. Not sure that he is a lock to make the roster. Um. All right, let's real quickly go through New England. Uh, Mac Jones started the game 4 for 8, 61 yards. Then Brian Hoyer came in for like a series. He was 2 for 3 for 30 yards. And Bailey Zappi played the majority of the game. 16 to 25, 173 yards. He didn't have an interception uh, to Tay Hayes. But I, I really liked him. I thought he looked pretty good. Yeah. I didn't think he looked any worse than Brian Hoyer. Mm-mm. I, I think um, they may be working on a nice, solid backup for the future. Yeah. I'm Brian Hoyer's like 35, 36, which yeah. is good for him. He's had a nice, long <clears throat> NFL career, made himself some money. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Brian Hoyer. <laughs> yeah, interesting that the uh, New England drafted another quarterback after Matt Jones last year. But, I mean, if you can draft yeah. a starter and a backup in back-to-back drafts, like, that's pretty good. I was going to say, yeah. I mean, Brian Hoyer's <laughs> probably doesn't have much longer yeah. in the league. So they want yeah. somebody. Yeah. Um, for New England rushing, J.J. Taylor led the team. Six carries, 33 yards. 
Uh, Pierre Strong Jr., 7 for 23, and then a bunch of other guys. Uh, they ended up 29 carries for 126 yards and one touchdown. Uh, New England, maybe my favorite name in NFL football, Lil Jordan Humphrey. Yeah. Led the team in receiving. Five. Every time I heard uh, somebody, one of the announcers say, Lil Jordan, I like that, I like that guy. Uh, five catches, 71 yards. Uh, Trey Nixon, 6 for 56. Nelson Aguilar, uh, two for fifty-two, and I think he had one big drop. Um, Devontae Parker, one for seventeen. I mean, these are their starters. Jacoby Myers, one for four. I mean, they're out there. So um, they ended up two, 22 catches, two hundred sixty-four yards as a squad. Uh, one fumble for New England, and defensively, Juwan Bentley led the team six tackles. Uh, actually, tied with Raquan McMillan. Uh, they ended up with five sacks total. Anybody stand out on New England's defense that you wanted to call out, or we can move on? No, uh, no one on their team really kind of jumped out at me. I thought that, you know, they played a good good defense. I mean, they're expected <laughs> to be a really good defense, so. They look great but, against our second, third, and fourth team offense. Yeah. Uh, mostly our third and fourth team. Um, I, I will say that uh, Nick Folk came out there and nailed a field goal, but then they had a rookie come out who promptly like had one of the worst kicks I've seen in a NFL <laughs> game. It was very wide. Uh, but he did come back and nail a 51-yarder towards the end of the game. Um, and then Johnny Hecker didn't look quite as good to me this game. Uh, he only averaged 45.6 yards uh, after averaging over 50 last week. Well, uh, he, he kicked one... seven times. His leg got yeah. tired. Well, his first, I think, one, I think it was his first or second punt was a touchback that shouldn't have been. I mean, it, it wasn't that bad of a kick. So, but he did have a sixty-one yard punt as well. So, a little good, a little bad with him. Uh, and then Zane Gonzalez one for one, uh, nailed the field goal. He's man, Zane I'm so Gonzalez. happy we have him. Zane, we love you. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Zane. Zane, I need to come up with some sort of uh, gimmick for him. Zane, 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 Zane the kicking man. <laughs> um yeah I, I'm, I'm glad that we have him that that position is finally i feel like solidified for yeah for the foreseeable future i mean he's, he's just a really good kicker all right uh any let's see i guess what's uh what's next heroes and zeros uh yeah let's do the heroes and zeros all right uh so heroes and zeros we pick our favorite and least favorite players of the game jerry why don't you go ahead and give us your hero brandon smith I loved him coming into the draft. I really liked him. We got him. And I was like, okay. I tried to temper my excitement. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, even though I said at the training camp, I was like, he's one of my guys I want to look at and see. I, I'm no longer holding back. I love this guy. <laughs> like He's going to be starting for us soon. He looks yeah. awesome. And yes, so much. So excited for him to be here. We need a linebacker. I think we've got a steal in him. I th- also think Barno's good. And other than that, yeah, yeah that he definitely Brandon Smith is my player of the game. And I yeah. understand who yours is. Yeah, I'll go Tay Hayes again. Uh, he scored the only touchdown for the game for the Panthers. Yeah. And on uh, defense, he had yeah sixty percent of the offense. Uh, so you know that's gonna that's gonna do it for me. Uh, he also had fifty yard uh, interception return, which was. You know, like it would have been a third of our whole receiving core. So, good third job of there. Our whole Hayes. offense, it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like. yeah. Um, all right. Uh, zero. Who's your zero? 
I'm gonna go PJ Walker. Yeah. Like you've been in this league long enough, you're you are the second string going against the first string of New England, but you look bad. Point mm-hmm. blank, you look bad. You look like you no longer you belong in the NFL right now, and that is something very bad for him in general, because. Let's be honest, he probably is not going to make this roster. If he doesn't make this roster, being BFFs with Matt Rule, where is he going to catch on? I'm giving my zero to Terrace Marshall. This is the game Terrace Marshall should have shined in. Terrace Marshall did not play in this game. Matt Rule thought he was going to play. He started practice this week, and then he just couldn't go. Couldn't practice the rest of the week. Uh, and couldn't play in the game. Matt Rule pretty called him out by name uh, at the end of the game, saying that they need him to practice. He needs to show up. Uh, so Terrace Marshall, even though you didn't play in this game, uh, this oh, would have been a good showcase for you. You know, yeah, at least getting would've... open. If the quarterbacks yeah. couldn't get to you, yeah, this this could have been a really nice spot for him. But uh, he's shown me nothing. Since he was drafted, and you know he had a, a few nice plays last preseason, we were really excited about him. But since that, nothing. I mean, right? I don't I don't think he's I don't think he's good. He he's fifth on the depth chart now. I I don't see how you put him again over Higgins or Shai Shai Smith. Smith. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, so Terrace Marshall, I mean, you know, show up, man. Like we need to see you. Yeah. Literally show up to practice and practice and play. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Uh, um, all right. We want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at com. If you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on our show. We are sorry this is a little late, but we had family obligations and... Honestly, it was a preseason week two. I didn't want to record at ten o'clock, eleven o'clock at night last night. So, yeah. Well, plus we, you know, we got some news. Uh, yeah. You know, we got the corral news. Got the shack news. So I think it's all right. Um, maybe we'll and do it PFF again next grades. week. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. yeah maybe we'll PFF just, grades. We'll just do this next week. Yeah. For from now yeah. on for preseason, we're just gonna record the recap the next day. Let's just say that. <laughs> Unless That's it's the new preseason. One o'clock day game. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I guess. All right, right, everyone, uh, stay safe out there and keep pounding.